Section 45 of The Anatomy of Melancholy, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Chris Caron. The Anatomy of Melancholy, Volume 1 by Robert Burton. Section 45. Partition 1, Section 2, Member 4, Subsection 7, Part 2. A heap of other accidents causing melancholy, death of friends, losses, etc., continued. To these tortures of fear and sorrow may well be annexed curiosity that irksome, that tyrannising care, nemia solicitudo superfluous industry about unprofitable things and their qualities as Thomas defines it, an itching humor or a kind of longing to see that which is not to be seen, to do that which ought not to be done, to know that secret which should not be known, to eat of the forbidden fruit. We commonly molest and tire ourselves about things unfit and unnecessary, as Martha troubled herself to little purpose. Be in it religion, humanity, magic, philosophy, policy, any action or study. Tis a needless trouble, a mere torment. For what else is school divinity? How many doth it puzzle? What fruitless questions about the Trinity, resurrection, election, predestination, pre-probation, hell-fire, etc.? How many shall be saved, damned? What else is all superstition but an endless observation of idle ceremonies, traditions? What is most of our philosophy but a labyrinth of options? idle questions, propositions, metaphysical terms, Socrates, therefore, held all philosophers, cavaliers, and madmen, cavillatores, pro insanis habilt, palam eos arguens, saith Eusbius, because they commonly sought after such things, quae nec percipi, anobis neque, caprehendi pauset, or put case they did understand, yet they were altogether unprofitable. For what matter is it for us to know how high the Pleiades are, how far distant Perseus and Cassiopeia from us, how deep the sea, etc.? We are neither wiser, as he follows it, nor modester, nor better, nor richer, nor stronger, for the knowledge of it, quod supra nos nihil ad nos, I may say the same of those genethliacal studies. What is astrology but vain elections, predictions? All magic but a troublesome error, a persianus foppery? Physic but intricate rules and prescriptions? Philology but vain criticisms? Logic needless sophisms? Metaphysics themselves but intricate subletties? and fruitless abstractions alchemy but a bundle of errors to what and are such great tomes why do we spend so many years in their studies much better to know nothing at all as those barbarous indians are wholly ignorant than as some of us to be so sore vexed about unprofitable toys stultus labor est ineptiarum to build a house without pins make a rope of sand to what end sui bono he studies on but as a boy told saint augustine 
when I have laved the sea dry. Thou shalt understand the mystery of the Trinity. He makes observations, keeps times and seasons, and as Coradius, the emperor, would not touch his new bride, till an astrologer had told him a masculine hour. But with what success? He travels into Europe, Africa, Asia, searcheth every Greek, sea, city, mountain, gulf, to what end? See one premonitory, said Socrates of old, one mountain, one sea, one river, and see all. An alchemist spends his fortunes to find out the philosopher's stone forsooth, cure all diseases, make men long-lived, victorious, fortunate, invisible, and beggars himself, missled by those seducing impostors which he shall never attain to make gold. An antiquary consumes his treasure and time to scrape up a company of old coins, statues, rules, edicts, manuscripts, etc. He must know what was done of old in Athens, Rome, at lodging, diet, houses they had, and have all the present news at first, though never so remote, before all others, what projects, counsels, consultations, etc., quid Juno in Aruum insuret Jovi, what's now decreed in France, what in Italy, who is he, whence comes he, which way, whether goes he, etc. Aristotle must find out the motion of Euripus, Pliny must needs see Vesuvius, but how sped they, one loatheth goods another his life pyrus will conquer africa first and then asia he will be a sole monarch a second immortal a third rich a fourth commands turbine magno spes solicite in urbibus errant we run hide take indefatigable pains all up early down late striving to get which we had better be without our Delion's busybodies as we are. It were much fitter for us to be quiet, sit still, and take our ease. His sole study is for words, that they be lepidae, lexis, compostae, ut tesserule, omnes, not a syllable misplaced, to set out a strenuous subject as business. Both were like profit. His only delight is building. He spends himself to get curious pictures, intricate models and plots. Another is wholly ceremonious about titles, degrees, inscriptions. A third is over-solicitous about his diet. He must have such and such exquisite sauces. Meat so dressed, so far-fetched. Peregrini, Arius, Volucres, so cooked, etc. Something to provoke thirst something anon to quench his thirst thus he redeems his appetite with extraordinary chains to his purse is seldom pleased with any meal while thrival stomach useth all with delight and is water in summer fruits before fruits before they can be or are unusually ripe artificial gardens and fish ponds on the tops of houses all things opposite to the vulgar sort intricate and rare or else they are nothing worth so busy, nice, curious wits make that insupportable in all vocations, trades, actions, employments, which to dueler apprehensions is not offensive, earnestly seeking that which others so scornfully neglect. Thus through our foolish curiosity do we massacrate ourselves, tire our souls, and run headlong through our indiscretion, perverse will, and want of government, 
into many needless cares and troubles, vain expenses, tedious journeys, painful hours, and when all is done, corsum hike, cui bono, to what end? Nitre vile que magister maximus, docere non vult, arudida insitia est. Unfortunate marriage, amongst these passions, are irksome accidents. Unfortunate marriage may be ranked a condition of life appointed by God himself in paradise, in honorable and happy estate, and as great a felicity as can befall a man in his world, if the parties can agree as they ought, and live as Seneca lived with his Paulina. But if they be equally matched or at discord, a greater misery cannot be expected to have a scold, a slut, a harlot, a fool, a fury, or a fiend. There can be no such plague. Ecclesiastes 26.14 He that hath her is as if he held a scorpion, etc. 26.25 A wicked wife makes a sorry countenance, a heavy heart, and he had rather dwell with a lion than keep house with such a wife. Her properties, Jovanius Pontanus, hath described at large under the name of euphorbia or if they be not equal in years the like mischief happens cecilius in angelius book two chapter twenty three complains much of an old wife dum ejus morti in hio ego me mortus vivo inter vivos while i gape after her death i live in a dead man amongst the living or if they dislike upon my occasion judge who that are unfortunately wed what tis to come into a loathed bed the same inconvenience befalls woman at vos oduri miseram lugete parentes si fero at lacuio laeva hac mi esclavore sorte sustinio hard-hearted parents both lament my fate itself i kill or hang to ease my state a young gentlewoman in basil was married saith felix plater to an ancient man against her will whom she could not affect she was continually melancholy and pinned away for grief and though her husband did all she could possibly to give her content in a discontented humour at length she hanged herself many other stories he relates in this kind thus men are plagued with woman they again with men when they are of divers humours and conditions he a spendthrift she sprang one honest the other dishonest etc parents many times disquiet their children and they their parents a foolish son is an heaviness to his mother in justa noverica a stepmother often vexeth a whole family is matter of repentance exercise of patience fuel of dissension which made cato's son expostulate with his father while he should offer to marry his client selenius's daughter a young wench cugis casa novacam inducerat what offence had he done that he should marry again unkind unnatural friends evil neighbours bad servants debts and debates etc twas chilon's sentence comes arius elenii et litis est miseria misery and usually do commonly together certiship is the bane of many families 
Sponde presto noxia est, he shall be sore vexed. That is surely for a stranger. Proverbs eleven fifteen, And he that hath suretyship is sure. Contention, brawling lawsuits, falling out of neighbors and friends, discordia demons, Virgil Aeonide, six, are equal to the first grieve many a man had vexed his soul. Nihil same miserabilus eroium mentibus, as Boder holds, nothing so miserable as such men, full of cares, griefs, anxieties, as if they were stabbed with a sharp sword, fear, suspicion, desperation, sorrow, are their ordinary companions. Our Welshmen are noted by some of their own writers to consume one another in this kind, but whosoever they are that use it, these are their common symptoms, especially if they be convict or overcome, cast in a suit, areas put out of abysrobic by Estathius, turned heretic, and lived after discontented all his life. Every repulse is of like nature. Heo quanta, dispe, decidi, disgrace, infamy, distraction will almost affect as much, and that a long time after, Hipponax, a satrical poet, so vilified and lashed two painters in his iambics, ut ambo laqueo, se suffocarent, pliny saith, both hang themselves, all oppositions, dangers, perplexities, discontents, to live in any suspense, are of the same rank, Potes hoc sub casu ducere somnos? Who can be secure in such cases? Ill bestowed benefits, ingratitude, unthankful friends, much disquiet and molest some, unkind speeches, trouble as many, uncivil carriage or dogged answers, weak women above the rest, if they proceed from their surly husbands, are as bitter as gall and not to be digested. A glassman's wife in Basil became melancholy because her husband said he would marry again if he died. No cut to unkindness, as the saying is, a frown and hard speech, ill respect, a brow beating or bad luck, especially to courtiers, or such as attend upon great persons, is present death. Ingenium vultustaque cartique suo they ebb and flow with their master's favors some persons are at their wits ends if by the chance they overshoot themselves in their ordinary speeches or actions which may return to their disadvantage or disgrace or have any secret disclosed roncius reports of a gentlewoman twenty-five years old that falling foul with one of her gossips was upbraided with a secret infirmity no matter what, in public, and so much grieved with it, that she did thereupon solitudinous quarere omnis ab se albagare actandum in gravissimum incidens melancholiam contabescere, forsake all company, quite mopped, and in a melancholy humor pine away. Others are much tortured to see themselves rejected, condemned, scorned, disabled, Deframed, detracted, undervalued, or left behind their fellows. Lucian, Brins, and Atomaclus, a philosopher, much discontented that he was not invited amongst the rest, expostulating the matter in a long epistle. 
with Aristenetus, their host, Practextatus, a robbed gentleman in Plutarch, would not sit down at a feast, because he might not sit highest, but went his ways all in a chafe. We see the common quarrelings that are ordinary with us, for taking of the wall, precedency, and the many distempers, much heart-bumping amongst us. Nothing pierceth deeper than a contempt or disgrace, especially if they be generous spirits. Scarce anything affects them more than to be despised or vilified. Crato exemplifies it, and common experience confirms it. Of the same nature is oppression. Ecclesiasticus 77. Surely oppression makes a man mad. Loss of liberty, which made Brutus venture his life. Cato kill himself, and Tully complain. Omnem hilaritatem in perpetuum amici, mine heart's broken. I shall never look up, or be merry again. Hike joctura intolerabis. To some parties tis a most intolerable loss. Banishment a great misery, as Tyrtus describes it in an epigram of his. Nam miserum as patria amisa labrusque vagare mendicum et timida vace rogare sibus omnibus invisus quocunque ascenerit exul semper eret semper spiritus agensque jacet etc a miserable thing tis to wander and like a beggar for the white at door Condemn of all the world, and exile is, hatred rejected, needy still and poor. Polynices, in his conference with Jocasta in Euripides, reckons up five miseries of a banished man, the least of which alone were enough to deject Pacillianimus creatures. Oftentimes a too great feeling of our own infirmities or imperfections of body or mind will shrivel us up, as if we belong sick. O bira sanitas, te presente amenum, ver florit gratis, absce tinimo bitos. O blessed health, thou art above all gold and treasure. Ecclesiastes 30, 15. The poor man's riches, the rich man's bliss, without thee there can be no happiness, or visited with some loathsome disease, offensive to others, or troublesome to ourselves, as a stinking breath deformity of our limbs, crookedness, loss of an eye, leg, hand, paleness, leanness, redness, baldness, lost or want of hair, etc. Hic ubli fluer capit, deros ectus cordi infert, saith sinesius, he himself troubled not a little ob, come defectum, the loss of hair alone strikes a cruel stroke to his heart, Ako, an old woman, seeing by chance her face in a true glass, for she used false flattering glasses, be like at other times, as most gentlewomen do. Anami dolor in ansaniam, delapsa est. Silius Rodiganus, Book 17, Chapter 2, ran mad. Rathius, the son of Vulcan, because he was ridiculous for his imperfections, flung himself into a fire lice of conrith now grown old gave up her glass to venus for she could hot abide to look upon it qualis somnolo qualis eram nequil generally to fair nice pieces old age and foul linen 
are two most odious things, a torment of torments. They may not abide the thought of it. Oderum, quisus hac adius utinam inter erem, nuda leones, antiquam turpis maces, dissentes occupet malas, tenereque sacus, defluat prede speciosa, quaro passire tigris. Hear me, some gracious heavenly power, let lions dire this naked corse devour. My cheeks ere hollow wrinkles seize, yet ere yet their rosy bloom decays. While youth let rolls its vital flood, let tigers friendly riot in my blood. To be foul, ugly, and deformed, much better be buried alive. Some are fair, but barren, and that galls them. Hannah wept sore, did not eat, and was troubled in spirit. And all for her bareness, first Samuel one and Genesis thirty, Rachel said in the anguish of her soul, "Give me a child, or shall I die? Another hath too many. One was never married, and that's his hell. Another is, and that's his plague. Some are troubled in that they are obscure. Others by being mistraduced, slandered, abused, disgraced, vilified, or any way injured." Minime miror eos, as she said, Quae insanere occupant ex injuria. I marvel, not at all, if offences make men mad. Seventeen particular causes of anger and offence, Aristotle reckons them up, which for brevity's sake I must omit. No tidings troubles one, ill reports, rumours, bad tidings or news, hard hap. Ill success, cast in a suit, vain hopes or hope deferred, Another expectation, adio onibus, in rebus molesta, semper est expectatio. As Polybus observes, one is too eminent, another too base-born, and that alone tortures him as much as the rest. One is out of action, company, employment, another overcome and tormented with worldly cares, and one risk business, but what tongue can suffice to speak of all? Many men catch this malady by eating certain meats, herbs, roots, at unawares, at henbane, nightshane, sisuta, mandrakes, etc. A company of young men, a dragentum, in Sicily, came into a tavern, where after they had freely taken their liquor, whether it was where the wine itself, or something mixed with it, tis not yet known, but upon a sudden they began to see so troubled in their brains, and their fantasy so crazed that they thought they were in a ship at sea and now ready to be cast away by reason of a tempest wherefore to avoid shipwreck and present drowning they flung all the goods in the house out at the windows into the street or into the sea as they supposed thus they continued mad a pretty season and being brought before the magistrate to give an account of this their fact they told them not yet recovered of their madness that what was done they did for fear of death imminent danger the spectators were all amazed at this their stupidity and gazed on them still whilst one of the ancientest of the company in a grave tone excused himself to the magistrate upon his knees oviri tritonis ergo in emo jacui i beseech your deities etc for i was in the bottom of the ship all the while another besought them as so many sea-gods to be good unto them 
and if ever he and his fellows came to land again, he would build an altar to their service. The magistrate could not sufficiently laugh at this their madness, bid them sleep it out, and so went his ways. Many such accidents frequently happen upon these unknown occasions. Some are so caused by filters wandering in the sun, biting of a mad dog, a blow on the head, stinging with what kind of spider, called tarantula, an ordinary thing, if we may believe, in Calabria and Apulia in Italy, Cardan de Subtilante, rerun, book nine, their symptoms are merrily described by Jovianus Pontanus, how they dance all together, and are cured by music. Cardan speaks of certain stones, if they be carried about one, which will cause melancholy and madras. He calls them unhappy, as in adamant, solenities, etc., which dry up the body, increase cares, diminish sleep. Cetesius in Persicius makes mention of a well in those parts, of which, if any man drink, he is mad for twenty-four hours. Some lose their wits by terrible objects, as elsewhere I have more copiously dilated, and life itself many times as Hippolytus, affrighted by Neptune's seahorses, Athamas by Juno's furies, but these relations are common in all writers. Hic alias poterem et pluris subnectire casuas, sed jumenta vocant et sol inclinat, endum est, many such causes, much more could I say, but that for provender my cattle stay, the sun declines, and I must needs away. These causes, if they be considered, and come alone, I do easily yield, can do little of themselves, seldom or apart, an old oak is not felled at a blow. Through many times they are all sufficient every one, yet if they concur, as often they do, vis unita fortior, et qua na obscunt singula, malta nocent, they may batter a strong constitution, as Austin said. Many grains and small sands sink a ship, many small drops make a flood, etc. Often reiterated, many disposition produce and habit. End of section 45. Recording by Chris Curran, Ham Lake, Minnesota.